0: everybody. Welcome to Let Me Ask My Mom. I am one of your hosts. I'm Carlisle Studer here with my mother, Carmen. Hey, mom. Hi, doll. Um, uh, Oh, my gosh. When I'm sitting with such good posture, I feel like I'm doing a press release or something. (laughs) I feel like I'm about to drop some important information. Um, So...
1: Do you have a question to ask your mom? Or should I be asking you a question? Because since COVID, you've been kind of like, more like my mom. Since I've been mom? I've been, I'm COVID mom. Should I ask you a question? I'm the Rona mama. <laughs> yeah, if you want to. No, it's, um, actually, I, I, would, I would like to ask a question. I would like to know what you think about, oh, no. the, the, different, the different generations, like how your generation is looking at this um, in your mind is looking at the whole thing. you know. Do you see generational differences or do you just see, regardless of what generation, you see it basically people are being affected in different ways?
0: I don't know. That's, that's difficult because I feel like it depends on the, the thing is like person to person, but um, I feel like generally my generation is much more involved in like humanitarian work and things like that. So I feel like they're all pretty hype about taking down the Rona, <laughs> <laughs> keeping everything sanitized. Um,
2: I think they're definitely less worried about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're definitely not. I well, feel like logically we're, just, we're not as at, risk, at risk, which yeah. is. But I think the most interesting thing to be a part of something that's happening, like, is the internet that comes about from it. Like, even just from. A standpoint of the humor like the tweets that were first coming out when this was like first happening were hilarious and I think it was so funny to to watch like how quickly like bad news will drop and how quickly people will start making fun of it on the internet right. Like like when there was the earthquake in, um, LA last summer when I was there it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen on Twitter. Like earthquake Twitter was the most exciting thing I'd ever been a part of. <laughs> and I was like, this kind of made it fun. So I think that the cool thing about my generation is the the amount of levity they're bringing to it, which I think comes from a sense of like complete panic <laughs> and, and like just complete yeah. chaos. It's just an outlet for it. But, um, cause I feel like that's how we all cope. It's like, ha ha, this is so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, um, early on, I posted, I think I retweeted something that you had that I thought was really funny. And I got a little backlash from it as far as oh it, wasn't, it wasn't, it um, wasn't appropriate because there's people that are dying and, and, and stuff like that. And I totally get that, that point of view as well. Yes. Um, yes. But I've always prescribed to humor and tough times. And I think it came from my mom getting cancer when I was 14 years old. And if we didn't laugh about it, we would spend our days crying, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is a way to to change, to take the narrative into your own hands. No, I remember that because I tweeted, this was way back like middle, beginning of February before um, Right. it felt like a threat at all. So I was just, I tweeted, well, uh, what did I say? I said, well, coronavirus helped me reach my goal weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and this is the first time that someone had ever been offended by something I said on the internet. So Aww. I was honestly kind of proud. Like, oh, <laughs>
1: You were like, "Oh, I've got so, like, I've got somebody's goat." I was like, me. "I'm
0: making a point. I'm Man, important."
2: Means it's provocative. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. I love so, it. And so yeah. I'm ready to talk about some non-current events. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I actually, thought you were about to say non-corona event. events. Oh, <laughs> that too. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Both. This kind of I think it kind of relates to Corona in a way, and I'll explain that too if we get into it. But um, so many many years ago. But wait,
0: we have to explain first in case we have what
1: a non-current event is.
0: Yes. We, it's our segment. Okay, go I'm ahead. hype about it because I think it's hilarious. Go. So rather than, so every episode we take turns sharing a non-current event. So we'll go over something that happened years and years and years ago because, let's be honest, history is way more, more wild than anything that's happening now. So <laughs> let's hear I it. I don't know. What's happening
1: now is pretty crazy. And so um, the non-current event that I chose is the Stockholm bank robbery that created the Stockholm Syndrome, Ooh. which is not a DMSR actual like, um, what do they call it? Like a condition or a mental.
0: It's not recognized. It's not categorized.
1: However. Wait, Stockholm
0: Syndrome's not categorized as a legit problem? Not the last time I saw it wasn't.
1: Mm-mm. So I could be wrong. Fact check me, <laughs> but um, but anyway, it was it, it was really interesting. It happened in the '70s. It was an an escaped felon, okay, who walks into a bank with a submachine gun, and takes over. Basically. Wait, what's the difference between a
0: submachine
1: gun and a?
2: <laughs> it's just a smaller machine gun than like an assault oh, rifle. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay thank you so so she's like really stopping me to the point (laughs) by being here no i was just curious i like it um and so he he walks in and he uses a false american accent and says the party has begun and starts shooting into the air right can you imagine can you imagine being in a, a restaurant, a bank, and having that happen. It's crazy. And it ended up um, that they took hostages for four days or se- six days. What? Six days. And they kept them in the vault, which I remember you asking me is, is there really vaults in banks? <laughs> um, there used to be. I don't know if there is anymore, but um, they had four people. And because they had him for four, for 6 days apparently this ex felon was a very charming man and when one of the one when one of the women was cold he put a jacket on her and she's like oh thank you cuz she was shivering probably out of fear and then another woman he had said something about oh don't worry if i have to shoot you i'll shoot you in your leg i <laughs> you i mean the it's whole true thing, chivalry it, it what's so what's so nuts though is it just shows you that when a human goes into their whew, their their fear and their their survival instinct then all they care about is survival and so when somebody who's taken them at you know gunpoint and they're allowing them to live and giving them you know, here, have a coat. Mm-hmm. Or one lady was feeling um claustrophobic. So they tied her onto a, a string and let her walk into the bank. They gave her thirty feet, you know, oh, were yeah, cool. <laughs> like
0: a little children's leash.
1: <laughs> but um but what happened is psychologically they bonded yeah. with this person. And and here's the thing is I I really believe that everyone at some level we would find something that we would bond with if we knew them as a person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. personally and I think that's kind of what happened is they were six days with somebody's like you know the most horrible vacation ever in a bank vault <laughs> but it does it does allow you and one yeah does that one count woman, as
0: paid sick leave <laughs>
1: oh, I can't I don't even know what happened after like it's it's crazy but one of the women even had one of he took he gave her a bullet from the gun and it was like her keepsake and then everybody was so blown away because everybody's like, they're like worried about the police. They're scared, you know, what is going on? And then, not even, I, I don't know how close together this happened in the 70s, but then very soon after, Patty Hearst was kidnapped by the Symbonese Liberation Army or something. And they did a bank robbery and she participated 10 weeks later. So, within 10 weeks, she had succumbed to whatever programming the stockholm because because she was in a survival mode. And it's just interesting how the brain wants to survive so desperately that it will it'll be okay with
0: something that really is not okay. It adapts. Yeah. It's fascinating. That's that's what I was gonna say too, because there's that story of a girl who's kidnapped, I think, when she was like thirteen. And they didn't end up finding her for two years because the, it was like a small town, and he immediately took her to a whole other state. Um, but when they did find her, she did not even know her real name. Like she was like, "Oh no, this is like my husband. This is my life. Like I'm not that person." And it took like months and months and months for to deprogram that because she'd gotten so enmeshed in yeah. that belief. But yeah. well, and you could
1: see how that could happen. Like when you hear, um, like you and I have talked about the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Yeah. And I think you said that a couple of those girls went back and started dating him, which I didn't even know that.
0: Well, I don't say dating, but, but but sleeping with them
1: More than once. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But I could see where there would be this piece of you that
1: it's so horrifying that you want control. Yes. So you don't, you kind of succumb to, okay, I, I participated in this and I, I can't look at what it really was. Yeah. And so I've got to soften it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do think um that what has happened right now with this COVID stuff is there's such a strong grief. There's such death. We have lost sports. We have lost schools. We have lost friends. We have lost bars. We have lost clubs. We have lost so many things. And it's a true death to mourn. And one of the things about death that I learned early on because my mom died when I was young is everyone handles it different and some people do not handle it well. And so you're going to see all kinds of craziness that you are seeing, like you were saying, all over the place.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel like it is like, what is it? How many stages of grief are there? Twelve? Five. Oh, (laughs) I was like, there's a lot more steps to this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to need at least 12, but I, I for sure think I'm still in the, is the first one's shock, right? I, I don't, you know what? Actually, I've got it right here. So I it was hold, anger. Hold on. I'll pull them up.
1: It's, anger, it's, denial, acceptance? The first or, one I think different. is denial, or hold on. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That is right. Denial, anger, acceptance, maybe it is. I know. But
0: that's
2: only three. I know. And then I know- there, I'm not much help.
0: There's, there's, so. I, know, I don't know either. I know there's bargaining somewhere in there. All
1: right. So it's denial, yeah, okay. anger, bargaining, depression-
0: acceptance okay yeah
1: yeah and so a denial would be avoidance confusion um shock I think a lot of people are in shock
0: oh yeah no I think I am too because it's still because it doesn't it 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 still doesn't feel real if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it still feels like a concept right because like my life didn't change that much thankfully but but it's just weird to, it, just, it does feel, sur- I guess surreal would be a better word. It is a good word. It's not word. pure shock, but it does feel like, I feel like I'm living in like a simulation or a TV show or something. Yeah, when I
1: look at it energetically, it's chaos, it's confusion, <laughs> it's
0: unknown, and it's
1: literally almost everyone's biggest fear is unknown. Um, yeah. People really don't do well with unknown, and so because things are unknown, they're trying to pull down anything that would give them, you know, something to stand on.
0: That's um, true. No, that's actually a really good point because our our subconscious is so afraid of the unknown. That's why addiction is such a difficult cycle to break, because it's not just the drug; it's the what's beyond that is the unknown. Because you've created a habit that your brain is for survival. Like no, 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 no.
1: Yeah. Same reason girls stay with men they shouldn't. And so what I did is I rewrote this grave cycle because to me it's a little outdated in that as humans I see people growing spiritually in ways that blow my mind especially the younger the younger generations females in particular that I happen to see it might be males as well but um so so when when you look at this grief cycle if you were to look at it again through a a um, spiritual or energetic way instead of denial I call it clarity because you're pulling in all the information that you can to figure out where you are. And then the next one instead of anger would be more preparation. How do I prepare myself for the upside of this and how do I prepare myself for the downside of this? Because when, when it's unknown, you've got a spectrum you have to deal with. Yeah, And then the next one is instead of bargaining, you begin sharing with others so that you can get other feedback. And that's one of the things a lot of people don't like all the fights going on 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 Facebook. And me personally, I would prefer if people were a little bit more kind and restrained. (laughs) Um, But the beautiful thing about it is we do do kind of um, refine each other through the opposite views because people have swayed me on things and other people have said I've swayed them on things. And that's how you refine or share the information so that experience can be better for as many people as possible. And then instead of depression, it's facing. Face the darkness. Don't be afraid of it. Find out why you're afraid of it. Actually really move into and allow yourself to integrate those things rather than going into depression. And then the third one, acceptance, I have vision. So that's the ability to envision a better way to carve it out again on a spectrum you don't know is it going to be this way or is it going to be that way but I'm going to give myself some options and then a lot of it is just trusting God
0: yeah yeah so I feel
1: sorry for people who don't it's tough I think if you don't have faith right now
0: that's true it is tough um and I think depression is also like a way of avoiding things as well it's how our body. But that's what, that was one of the other things I was going to talk about, but this is just a great segue. Well, let's then, do it. And then do after you... this, we'll get off all the um, bummer subjects. But I was reading, <laughs> I, I read this article like months ago, pre-COVID, before Rona life. And um, <laughs> it, the premise is that there is like this study going on currently. Um, about the evolutionary advantage of depression and the genes that influence it in people um, boosted the immune systems in their ancestors because back in in like 1900, the top three causes of death were um, infectious agents and diseases. Like now I think it's like suicides, car accidents, heart disease. So it was all infectious things. So they're saying that the genetic aspect of depression in some way, um, I'm probably botching all these science words, Helped people survive because it kept them away from being sociable and from leaving their house as much So it was like it was created in in a way to protect us from the plague, which I'm like, that's great Why didn't we come up with a better way to protect ourselves from the plague? Like Can't it be like a happy hobby? Not a sad (laughs) sad stay at home like propagating plants. Oh my god There's so many propagated plants in our house. I didn't even know what that meant. You're like, I'm propagating a plant. I was like, what we've you, had what you... so
1: many babies during Corona.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of plant babies in our house. That's true. I take care of none of them. Super proud of them. We
2: grew butterflies at home, so everybody oh, does their own oh, thing. That's <laughs>
0: very cool.
2: Well, like my wife does it every year for her class for her kids, oh. you know. And so this year she did it at home, and like we took videos of it and stuff. But it was actually really fun.
1: That's oh so gosh. cool. That is really cool. Okay, that's my new thing. I'm going to start doing. You can get them have... off
2: Amazon. It's really easy.
0: I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Oh my! I can't believe you can get butterflies on Amazon. And I have they a come whole... as
2: like these tiny little caterpillars, and like two oh. days they're huge, and then they like spin their little cocoons, and then you put them in like a little thing, and they come out, and after they fly for a couple of days, you let them go. It's really cool.
0: Oh my gosh, we have to do that. Yes, we we will. It's really easy. I assure you, we will.
1: <laughs> It'll be so fun. I wish I could do that with dragonflies.
2: You probably can.
0: I
1: know. I should find out. That that. would be so fun. But I have these little mini orchards. I have, you know, like five seeds that I propagated in these little tiny things. My
0: orchards are like square inch. (laughs) (laughs) We have like four square miles of the lemon trees. It's just lemon trees, right? Lemon trees so far. How many? I've got nine now. Oh my God. Yeah, they're all just little tiny sprouts on the window. I didn't know, apparently lemon trees take three to five years to grow. And I think that- to, to have fruit. Okay, to to bear fruit. There you go. I think that people should be told that before they ask for a <laughs> side of lemons because that bitch took five years to grow. <laughs> and lemons are like 75 cents. I've never looked at a lemon the same. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> no, it's true. It's so nice. To, that's one of the beautiful things
1: about farming and doing things yourself as you understand- reaping and sowing and understand what it takes to nurture something and but you're right because everyone i've told that i'm propagating lemon trees they're all like that's so cool i want a lemon and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) our friendship (laughs) in 2023
0: the test of time
2: (laughs) takes like two weeks to grow a butterfly
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah something about that just doesn't seem right (laughs) yeah it does make you appreciate it yeah that's great. You can grow five humans in the time you can grow a lemon tree.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. And so, um, is that all you had on depression?
1: There's a lot of people well, depressed right now. I'll have you know. Oh. <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: Um, yeah, that's all I just thought that was interesting because it was something that I had read, you know, months ago and And then threw it became away. so relevant. Yeah. And I but I also thought it was really interesting just I guess like our general theme is how our body adapts in strange ways to survive and um how it's presented it's just strange yeah it's so weird like I, I, I think fear does serve us in a lot of ways it keeps oh us absolutely say, so, I get it but um, it'll be interesting to see what adaptations come out of this mm-hmm. like, like how people are different yeah and what we all things. do for different hobbies like I created
1: miniature orchards <laughs> <laughs> and you created NBA um, astrology <laughs> memes <laughs> Yes, I'm doing such good work for the world. <laughs> I love them. I thought they were so good. Thank you, you should You
0: should share. Can you share Well, I spent, on the show? I haven't finished it yet. but So you know like astrology accounts? I love astrology. And you know what? I'm not ashamed about it anymore. <laughs> because it's something that everyone makes fun of, but no one has like a new joke about. They're always like, I look to the stars to guide me. And I'm like, you look to your friend Dave with anger problems. So like... <laughs> At least the stars are cool, you know. Like, who cares if it's real? I'm having fun, and it's it it resonates with me. Um, and I, I I see the world like I I. It's easier for me to understand people. Like, I'm so annoyed. when I meet someone. I'm like, what's your star sign? What's your enneagram number? What's your personality type? Like, what's your what's numer- your life path? What's your <laughs> life path numerology? Because it helps me understand people. Like, um, and I think I have such a hard time expressing the, my myself that I. Ask that of people because it, it it's giving me a lot of tools. Anyways, it also is a bonding point because even if yes, even that's true. if you
1: don't believe in those things, you can bond over that. Like yeah. I was born the same time or whatever. Yeah.
0: And people love to learn about themselves, even even hardcore like astrology skeptics like will laugh at some memes and because people like to learn about themselves. Anyways, so um, astrology content is really big on Instagram. It's like all that's on my explore page, um, that and NBA memes. And so it's like. It's just, like, if they'll do it with celebrities. They'll be like, every time a celebrity acted exactly like their zodiac sign. So it would right. be like, when Rihanna leaves a restaurant holding a glass of wine and just brings the glass with her, like, <laughs> such a Pisces, right? Um, I love Rihanna for doing that. That is iconic. She does it all the time. Um, and so I was like, I wanted to do it for NBA players because How I How did that
1: come? <laughs> because it's such a, it's so divergent. And so what, what went through your head that made you want to do this? <laughs>
0: Well, I started, it's the first thing I did when I started watching basketball games was find out all their star signs because I was just curious to see. Like, LeBron James is a Capricorn, and that's proof that astrology is real. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is. Like, it, it it just signifies everything. Like, they're the Capricorns are considered the dad of the zodiac sign, and he's, like, the dad of current basketball right now. Anyways, um, and so I thought it was funny because I tried looking for – NBA astrology memes and there was literally none and I was like well someone has to do it So I was just <laughs> make, making a chart because there's so much drama that happens in the NBA like on the court and off the court There's it's just such a high-intensity game and since you can see their faces and interactions It's like it still is entertainment. You know what I mean? It's but not absolutely it's not just people showing up to be athletic and to lead. there's a lot of other things that go into it and so um, And most of the players just have such big personalities, and I was like, they act exactly like their zodiac signs. And so I went through and I made examples of all of them acting exactly like their zodiac signs. And I haven't finished it yet, but um, the first Uh, installment took me twelve hours total, which is embarrassing. But, um, but yeah, that's how I like to learn about people because I like to know how those relationships work. And I'm like, well, so pretty soon, like you know how they have
1: stats guys for golf and yes baseball and everything that you might start a whole new industry like have you found a trend like oh tons
0: of pisces <laughs> tons they're basketball players pisces and cancers rule basketball and i think that maybe it's just because pisces is one of the more common um zodiac signs but i would assume it goes in cycles um it yeah. is one of the most common i never knew let's that. find out well, um, but i think but that's so interesting I know, and I was looking at it, because you look at some teams, and they have, like, so many. And
1: certain ones don't get along, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And so they have a lot of, or, like, certain teams just have a lot of water signs on their roster. Because even the head coach of the Mavericks was like, oh, we have a very emotional team. I was like, it's because you got Pisces, left and right, everywhere. Like, they need some earth signs, they need some fire signs to balance it out a little more. But... Um, Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. No, it is So it's- you'll be
1: advising all and any any and all NBA owners, um, general managers, <laughs> coaches, anyone that's interested, you've got all the stats, the data. I got all ready. the
0: planetary stats. <laughs> but it is interesting because a lot of like really iconic NBA duos throughout history, like players that played together, were actually perfect matches. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I think there's patterns in everything and I kinda like So who's a good match? Tell me just one before we Um, MJ and Pippin okay Uh, they're both uh, what's it called cusps signs Uh, and they're both uh, water air sign cusps so let's see so they're
1: perfectly matched because they're they understand each other
0: yeah because Michael Jordan is an Aquarius Pisces cusp and then Scottie Pippin is a Libra Scorpio cusp and so I was like wow that's just interesting yeah yeah
1: and they're both water and air but different ones
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah because signs are generally compatible with their elements, so I,
1: I like it. I we I learned more.
0: Did you know any of this,
1: Kevin? <laughs> no. <laughs> are you an NBA fan? No, <laughs> I'm
2: not a big sports guy, but
1: <laughs> there you go. I do
2: find astrology and it, those things interesting. And uh, Carlisle is definitely right about people liking to read, learn about themselves. Yeah. Because like I had so much fun doing that enneagram thing. Yeah. I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know why I avoided doing this so <laughs> long. <laughs>
0: did you? Did you uh, feel like it was accurate for your Results.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: You're type type three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you guys? I'm an eight. She's an eight. I'm a five.
2: You're. A f- I don't know. why I figured. I thought Carmen might be a two because she's like the helper.
0: Oh, right thank help. you. I don't know. But Mother Teresa was an eight. So
2: oh, okay. Well, that makes that yeah. makes
0: sense. So it's, that does. Yes, right. So it's they are they are like because all the eights I know are very. I think I'm also that person that challenges
1: people to be better. I, I don't yeah. just want to give to you. that's true. Yeah. i want I want to watch you come out of jail and I want to watch you become a movie star. I want to watch you come out of jail and become an MMA fighter. I want to watch you know my client who is out of the hospital and thinks her life is over, become you know the seventy seven year old woman or seventy two however old she is who's dating has a new job like you know i love watching that
2: i think your profession is definitely a reflection of that yeah, sentiment you know it's
1: perfect for yeah. me i really i found my place in the world i'm on a mission to
0: challenge everyone to be full of light <laughs> I, I am i'm surrounded by 8s and 3s and I i'm sorry think, no it <laughs> no it's a good it's a good thing cuz i really don't think i would get anything done if i wasn't
1: yeah, because you would just would, sit at home and
0: get information. Yeah, I would just chill take, <laughs> by myself. Great. great. I know she was not affected by any of the stay-at-home, shelter-in-place. Know, people are like, what do you miss? And I'm like searching for things. I'm <laughs> like, um, I really miss going to the movies.
1: <laughs> That's
2: crazy. I was very affected by it. Me
1: too. Me too. Yeah, It was not a cool thing for me. I
0: like doing things, but I just don't.
2: I'm still new to this, so what is the Five.
1: Um,
0: on the any information, the, they're the investigator.
2: Oh, okay, so that totally like, makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, they like to 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 know things, and it's like commonly said that they're experts about like they get obsessed with things, and then they like to learn everything about. Totally it. Oh, yeah, obsessive. Yep, yeah, that fits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. she she's got that down. If anyone hasn't looked into their enneagram number, I highly suggest it because, unlike astrology, where it's kind of hit or miss, because in astrology you have an entire birth chart to take into consideration, and so it can be so massively different because your rising sign and your moon sign and your Venus, it's all different. So it's, it's kind of hard to blanket it. Right. Um, but the Enneagram, it doesn't change throughout your whole life. And it's so specific. Like I'll never forget reading the chapter of the book that was like my number. And I was like, how how do these people put into words what I would felt my whole life? I yes. didn't know how to that articulate. They yes. yes, like I remember, I was, like my jaw was dropped. I was like, oh my god, I do do this, <laughs> and and not only that, it what frustrated me about it too is, um, I think I gave the book away. I don't know, but a lot of people who I talked to about it, they're like, oh yeah, I read my chapter and that was it. But. Um, And you think that's a shame, right? Because you and I have both read the book, and they say you
1: should understand all of them. Yes. And you should really make sure and verify that you aren't one of the other ones that you scored high on. Yeah, because it's easy to mistype. And it's easy to, like, look at maybe, like, your childhood traits and, you know, make sure that you matched as a youth as well to make sure you have the right one. But how has it helped you in understanding, like, that, what am I again, 8'7"? eight seven and and um and has it helped you going oh
0: you know because i know you're that oh absolutely it's been that's what i was going to say is that it it brought me such a deeper understanding for how the people around me operated and there's a lot of times that we we assume people are being you know selfish or aggressive or whatever but they aren't. It's it's they're who just they are, it's how they operate. Yeah. They're being themselves, and it comes once you understand the root of where it comes from. It makes it so much easier. And so I realized where I had judged people more, right? And I'm more attentive to their specific needs, right? Um, I, I find it with ones especially. Um,
1: they're just those perfectionists, and they're gonna pick at everything that's out of place. And I think once you realize they're a one, you're like, oh, that's just that's their thing. They 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 scan a room and. Oh, yeah out of
0: place. they're the reformers hmm yeah no um the most eight thing I have ever seen you do <laughs> oh, no! because this isn't the best part of astrology any and personality types of whatever the best part is the, the jokes and the memes and the, and the moments that are so specific to that one we were so, you're, <laughs> I so you I don't even want to know your dad because well. you remember so uh, my grandpa her dad was uh, got, got triple bypass uh-huh. heart surgery a few months ago and we were all sitting in the waiting room one day um, and your sisters were there and you were talking about a time <laughs> where you were in the room with, you were in the hospital room with just your dad and just the doctor. Yes. And your sister, Jill. Yeah. But you were telling me a story about yeah. what had happened. So you were like, um, can I talk about the yeah. drinking part? Okay, I don't know. I was like, shoot. I do know if this is a secret. So you were telling, <laughs> No. <laughs> sorry, I'm all over the place. My, my life is an open book. So, okay, not mine, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> um, but so you're you were trying to tell the doctor that your dad was a heavy drinker. Yes. Um, because he had downplayed he was yeah, like, oh, he Yeah, said, I, don't. I
1: quit drinking two months ago or something. Yeah, yeah. And
0: you were like, absolutely not, you drink every day and up until this point. And so you were telling me and you were like, and I tried to very subtly tell the doctor <laughs> that he drinks. And your sister was like, There was nothing <laughs> subtle <laughs> about that. <laughs> And that is you you're like, I thought it was subtle. <laughs> but th- <laughs> that yeah. is but that is how you operate is you and it, it does appear more aggressive up front, but once you understand that from that person's perspective it is subtle. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sorry you had two eight parents too.
0: Yeah, yeah I have a you're eight wing seven dad's seven wing eight and then Dane is seven wing eight. And then my roommates, one of them's an eight and the other one's a three wing two. So I'm surrounded by action people. Yeah. Because they're the action, like three, eight, one, I want to say, or the people are the who. Like... I think it's three, eight, one. They're the action ones. Yeah. Yeah. But um...
2: my wife's a two. I think that goes well with the three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it does too. go well. well Especially like a mature
1: three. You know, it, any of these can be horrifying. Yes, absolutely. Or they can be God's glory. You know, yeah. depending on where you are on the spectrum of whatever
0: number it is. Yeah. I don't know
2: that I'm a mature three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so.
0: That was the other thing about reading the the books I have read on it. Is they're so true that sometimes I'm like, oh, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel good to yeah.
1: sometimes see yourself in the mirror.
0: Yeah, that was okay. I heard you say this on the phone to someone the other day, and I thought it was a really good analogy. Um you were talking to them, I don't know what the issue is about, but you were explaining to them a metaphor, and you were like, if you look in the mirror and your hair is a complete mess, you don't try and reach in the mirror to change it. You <laughs> you reach up and change it yourself. And I was like, wow, that's such a good metaphor for how we project onto other Everyone. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing
1: is I always tell, when I first work with clients, I go through very basic energy stuff, like we're electromagnetic we also have toroidal fields. what what kind
0: of, you what do you do for a living what like what do you do what well kind when of i'm kind? coaching when coaching, i'm, when, so I'm yeah. when i'm working with just so people know. somebody
1: yeah um and so when i'm working with them i always start with really really basic stuff and really trying to delineate between what's going on in here is being projected out and that is like imagine that every direction you look you're seeing a mirror and so anything you don't like you need to work on cuz it's yep. within you and i have actually quite frankly loved i've never had anyone get on my butt you know everything i put out is usually positive and i, I have never been more attacked than than covid but i've actually kind of liked it cuz it's like oh i've got more stuff to clear you know if that triggered me now if it didn't trigger me then i'm like whatever but if somebody got under my skin And I realized, okay, there's more for me to face on why that got under my skin, Yeah, which is the mirror. And that's the part that I think if you can remember that no no matter what direction you look in. One of the spiritual teachers I listen to all the time um, really brought this home for me when she said, if I valeted my car and when I picked it up, it had a dent in it, I am now in a place that I take responsibility for that. What was mm-hmm. I assuming about him? What was I, you know, thinking it wasn't safe? What was I doing? Because I understand that it is a mirror. And when you do that, you take such power back. Yes. You know, it's really, really incredible. So
0: Yeah, I know. I think that's so funny because like you assume that getting into meditation and spirituality will be like crystals and bubble baths and I love myself. <laughs> but it's like, hey, everything's your fault. <laughs> you create all of your own problems. Um, so and, that, that is the most, that is a funny thing to once you, cause once you understand the idea that when something pisses you off, it's because it's a reflection of you, it's in your field because the first time you hear that you deny it. Yeah. It's like, okay, that maybe that's true for you, but right. not for me. But, but this
1: person really hurt me and yeah. I am a
0: victim. <laughs> and then, but once it's, it's, once you hear that concept, I guess, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I do feel like this is a thing I've watched other right. people go through is it's like inception. Like, cause once you. You hear that then the next time you start getting mad at people it's in the back of your mind and then once you if you are courageous enough to actually explore face it, it then it's like so it is so annoying but it's, but so, it's so
1: freeing because once you face it it's your shadow and then yeah. when you integrate your shadow you no longer it doesn't trigger you anymore it's, it's bad side. so freeing <laughs> to like, it's so rare for me to get triggered, like really rare, but what I do have is I have things that come up in my field, which would I would say would be my mirror, that that have happened, even like what happened to me in Whole Foods the other day where somebody was, I drove 30 minutes away so I could not wear a mask out into, out in the middle of nowhere, and I had this guy just, I told you the story, and the old me would have come home after somebody was screaming at me in a store, complaining about them but mm-hmm. instead and you were witness to this I was like oh my god I think I got too wrapped up in good versus evil and, yes. and the fight that I was having you know trying to convince people that my way was a better way yes and that activated in real time and so it showed me oh wait you just you went way too low you you allowed a very very low spirit of victim still to come up in your field. And because you have it in you, it's going to activate. And so it's so fun to be at a stage where you just go, oh, it's just something for me to clear. Yeah. I have to clear it and I'm not going to have that happen again.
0: Yeah. And I have. That's true. Yeah, no, it's good. I think that it's easy to get addicted to highly emotional situations because they make you feel validated in some way and even if it's a negative emotion I think sometimes people go back for that hit or like it is an actual going to, by yeah. the way yeah it's an emotional and you know we, we go to things that make us feel comfortable but then sometimes we go to things that make us feel uncomfortable because there's still emotional needs but yeah it's crazy to start to explore
1: well and then they've they've kind of proven too that the hit that you're talking about, you can get good hits and you can get bad hits, but either way, the brain is stimulated and there's some sort of cocktail that's dripped into your body. And some people are just happy with that cocktail regardless
0: of whether it serves them or not. Yeah. It's fun.
1: It's fun. It's kind of yeah. like you kind of like in the drama and on the NBA. Oh,
0: I love it. Like <laughs> I've I've never gotten into like I don't I'm not a big reality show person. Um I used to love America's Next Top Model because it was so funny, but I could never get into like the dating shows or The Bachelor. I tried to watch that one that just came out on Netflix. What was it? The Circle. I don't know. It's the one where they're all like on their phones in their room trying to date people. Um but it wasn't interesting to me, but I think that the NBA is that equivalent because it is there is a lot of drama and it does feel like kind of mindless but still exciting because you don't because it's different every time. Right. Um. But yeah, emotional addictions are real. Yeah.
2: I think it's a very five thing to do that like last time you were here you were just starting to get into NBA and now you're a total expert. Yeah. On yeah. No, you <laughs> should sit <embarrass laughs> and
1: watch it with her. She's already <laughs> gone back and watched all the finals that she's missed her whole <laughs> life
0: and.
2: <laughs> really like watching old games.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I watched. I've watched it. Anything they've released, she's watched. 2011, 2012, 2016, 2019 finals so far.
1: Like um, all impressive. of them.
0: Yeah, I know. Not even just like the last final game seven. I watched all of it. And it's so funny Because I like to know what happens. I like the stories behind it.
1: It's fun to hear the stories. That's what I was going to yes. say is while I'm sitting there, so I'll watch a few of them with her, whatever, or some of it. And she'll just be like, and then this happened, and then this guy did this, and then those two got in a fight, and then that. <laughs> See,
2: I would enjoy the stories more than the actual
1: athleticism. It is so good. I told her right? she should do a like live Twitch watching and <laughs> Yeah, do that like,
2: commentary?
0: Because
1: I think that... Especially because I, I don't people, understand sports. <laughs> I think people who like half get into sports might appreciate it. Then like they could... Listen to you and watch with their boyfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I got your, I got your back. Yeah, I'll um, make it interesting. I promise.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, like, I loved you telling me that whole AI story. Um, Alan Iverson. Yeah. Which one? The so one many. where he's stomping. Uh, the step over. The step over. The step over. Yes.
0: If you were ever like watching, just watching YouTube I clips of Allen Iverson crossing over, like breaking these dudes' ankles that are like the best players in the league is just, it. it's like, it, it's soothing, truly. Oh, that's because horrible, Carly. No, I don't <laughs> yeah, mean <that's> actually. <laughs> no, listen. Kevin, that's did so you bristly. witness that? Yeah.
1: It, <laughs> Brutal. Not, <laughs> it's all about the information.
0: He's not <laughs> actually breaking ankles, but he's just crossing over dudes left and right. Yeah. His rookie year, he crossed over Michael Jordan. Like, oh. I, I
2: thought he was actually breaking me. Me
0: too. <laughs> okay. Sorry, y'all. Gosh, I'm a Sorry, y'all. I, but, was,
1: <laughs> I was like, damn, no I'm wonder like, she man. likes this drama.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not that sadistic. I mean, just like on the court.
1: You're like, I'm not that dark. I'm a little dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little dark and twisty, but... Um, but he was just so good at crossing crossing over people, so they were discombobulated or they'll fall back because he – I guess in – what's it called in football when you juke someone out? Yeah. That's what it's called in football, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about any sports. I don't know sports. any sports. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely afraid that now that I talk about basketball, people are going to come at me with baseball things, and that's unacceptable. Baseball is
2: the only one I do know. Oh, really? <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't. I don't know. I don't know a thing about baseball or football, honestly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know nothing about football. Yeah, I grew I up
0: loving sports, so
1: I – Used to. I mean, I haven't gotten into sports in 10, 12 years. You know, I quit watching television 30 years ago, and the only thing I watched was sports. And then when I got divorced, I just didn't do it anymore. And literally, once you lose track, you're kind of out of it. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's why I have been catching up. You gotta, I gotta get
1: up to date. It's like a well, she language, got me. She know, got me completely caught and... up on the Mavs, which is really fun. And we went yeah. and sat like nearly courtside, which was really cool.
0: I know. Like, and that was like four weeks before the and the shutdown. So we literally got to see. Yeah.
1: We snuck in. I know. Good right time at the out. end there.
0: And it was a good game too. Um,
1: yeah, because we're in love with Luca. Or at least I am. (laughs) He was so fun to watch. Yeah, he had a really great game. He really enjoys basketball. You can tell.
0: Yeah. Isn't that so funny that like humans, like whether it's basketball, football or acting, whatever, like it's so fun to watch other people enjoy things. Yeah. Because when you like see someone like living in like their passion, it's a cool experience. Yes. So, but yeah, but that is just because it's at the highest level. It's so, it's just really exciting and the intensity is great. Well, and that's
1: why it's fun for me. Like when I saw your post on the NBA astrology thing, I was such a proud mom moment because
0: I love that. I love that you you created something
1: in your spare time that was,
0: it was useless. It was so
1: you, it was so you. And then that's what I, I mean, when I'm working with a client to be able to watch them like unfold who they are, At their deepest level that they've never done before yeah
0: it's so exciting yeah because I think so many like from the time you're a young adult to the rest of your life it's like you you're slowly making a bunch of compromises and those lead up to you losing like parts of yourself that you used to be really in touch with whether it's you can't make time for it because you're busy or because you're not passionate about it at the moment or you're right you're worried that it's not going to make you money or that it's not productive so um yeah
1: and that goes back to what i share with everybody that's willing to listen there's a difference between self-worth and self-confidence and oh so self- yes self-worth is something that is all rooted in love for yourself and it yep. can be a simple self-esteem it can be as simple as you know making a beautiful meal for yourself, or propagating plants, or creating those things that you're creating. Because that time, you go to bed loving yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you compromise or you sell out at all during the day, you can have confidence and bravado and all that. But if you sell out, you go to sleep with this sellout feeling, and it brings you down. Literally weighs you down. It keeps you awake in some cases. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, that's why it's so fascinating to watch all the conspiracy theories. To me, it's not a conspiracy as much as it is an entire group, a collective that a bunch of people sold out, just their little portion. And when you put them all together, it equals something very devastating to the whole group. Yeah. Which is
0: interesting. Yeah. No, I agree. That's... And that's something I didn't even, I learned that like last year, because I read a book about um, how to read people, like cues and stuff like that, and it it really got in depth into the difference between confidence and self-esteem, and I had, because people, those phrases are used so intertwinedly that it's kind of hard to gauge, but... There is somewhat, you can be the most confident person in the world, but have a terrible relationship with yourself yes. and terrible insecurities. And it was interesting, too, because the book talked about how the best people to gamble with are the ones with the the most confidence and the least self-esteem because they wouldn't know when to leave because they would just keep going and keep going. Because the ego. Because it's the ego, yeah, basically. Yeah. So I thought That's that was so interesting, interesting, too. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah. That's true.
1: You got something else? Uh, I don't know. I, I have a question for okay. you. When you hear about people talking about woke, um, to me there's all different levels of woke. What, what do you think the um, average woke person is saying? What level are you? Yeah.
0: Only you like what I'm saying? level five and above can come into my house. <laughs> do you have a woke-o-meter?
1: <laughs> I do. Um, the average person? Well, I'm saying, I'm saying like when you look at, there's people that say they're woke but they're doing crazy stuff online oh absolutely and it it, it doesn't compute <laughs> it, it doesn't equal yeah woke and so i'm wondering what some people <laughs> think it is like
2: yeah this is kind of embarrassing but what is woke i don't even know
1: yeah and and so <laughs> we could talk about that because i think this is really important because we're we're on the we're on the verge right now of a huge awakening and when you're woke, Kevin, that means that you have your own relationship with you and you understand what's going on in the world without any out, outside um, validations or like you, you have seen the truth, so to speak. And so a lot of people think they're woke. It's a kind of a, a cool thing to say
2: like a stage of enlightenment,
1: or it is. Yes,
0: it's it. It's kind of evolved into being aware of the falsities and the injustices. But it's so interesting because I I looked this up just to get the definition of woke, like the actual core definition. It says alert to injustice in society, especially racism, and it's because it has African American origins from referring to people who were aware of what was actually going on versus what society was. Selling everyone. Right.
2: That's not at all what I thought that definition would be. So, that's same. I'm also
0: just surprised. And so, but I think that
1: people have taken it. Yes, it's, sl- it's considered a slang term. It slings and
2: everybody uses it for right, everything. And- when yes.
1: really, a, what I, what my question wasn't that woke. I'm yeah. talking about the awakening that's going on where people are realizing that they've sold out or that they don't know themselves or that they... When people have to sit inside and be quiet and you know find something to do without all the distractions of working out and doing things, that's what is happening. The result is people are beginning to awaken to who they are, who we are, how connected we are how what he does matters for me, what you do matters for me, what they do matters for us and how um, how we really are in this together yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people that are more service to self, and I would say they would not be awake, you know. Fully awake. Right. <laughs> they're lucid dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're awake to their ego, but they're not awake to truth. And then there's people who are more service to others and I, I find that a lot of them are awake. Um, and so I was just curious what your thoughts were, but I never knew that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: no, I, I had no idea about that either because it is so, like, it's become such a slang term that it's almost like, it's used almost as, you know, a punchline now. Like, because, you know, it's like stay awoke, but then it's also like, it's kind of used as a joke. And um, right. it's so common not, I guess not a joke, but it's just commonly thrown around all the time. Right. Um, but I I think part of my theory is on this. Is it's the same thing as like, like a fashion trend? I think that it, at oh. some it's become it became trendy at some point. Yeah. Um, especially because it's associated with psychedelics and yeah, um, getting high and like occult and things like that. It's it, it, it can be considered the mysteries. Yes. yes. And so I think that some people, um read a few things about, you know, spirituality or conspiracies or whatever and then yeah. take it on as a part of their personality. So I think that that's how I felt. When I moved to LA I was like, everyone here meditates, nobody's like nice. Like, <laughs> y'all. Well and I love that when you did your comedy
1: and you were talking about everybody being vegan and doing all this stuff, but then like they have like illegal drugs that they
0: uh, by and yeah. how they're
1: supporting the cartel, and I, <laughs> I think it's really funny because it is very. Um, however, one of the things that I love about you know, there's always a silver lining in every cloud, and one of the things that I've loved about what's going on right now is you're seeing how many ways there are to being awakened. And so, for some people who had never looked at vaccines, or they were anti vax or pro vax or whatever it's put them in a situation where it's in their face and then they go down that rabbit hole and they're like oh wait a minute there's a lot about this that isn't sitting right with my spirit and that's one way and then there's other people that you know are eating right or you know they're not liking misanto or you know there's so many routes to awakening yeah and i think that's really cool and to, to bless people for their particular journey and not judge them. I
0: agree.
1: Um, but there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger, which, again, they just have to go back in.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think that there's just a lot of internalized and suppressed or oppressed anger and it gets taken out on whatever's currently happening in the world. I mean, it's so much easier to do when there's a pandemic. There's like, I'm, I could get mad about a million, <laughs> like every every aspect of it. And so it's validating to have an outlet, but um, I think it's always, to, I think it's it's good to be wary of, if you're angry all the time, it's not a good sign to. No, I mean,
1: if you're the angry one, then you've got, obviously you're the one being triggered.
0: <laughs> it's in your field, darling. It's in, your, it's in your
1: mirror, not my mirror.
0: Yeah, I feel like triggered and woke and um, PC, like all these words have become so like monopolized on Twitter and I always feel so lame when I say stuff like that, you know? What do you feel cool when you say it? What do I feel cool? <laughs> what words do I like? Yeah, what do you like saying? I like saying I'm, I'm staying suspicious. Yeah, that is so you. <laughs> I think that's part of being a five. <laughs> Yeah, we like to question everything. just But that's like, th- that is the most frustrating thing about all information in general is it's literally just a never-ending rabbit hole. Like, it it's the most liberating but frustrating. It's nice because it's like there's never an end, so it's like not something to strive for, but it's also so frustrating because there's so much information on everything and so much information backing up opposing views oh on my, everything. Yes, yes. And it is, imp- it is impossible like I have gotten myself worked into so many just mental tornadoes because I'm like, why can't I find an accurate answer on this one thing? <laughs> like it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. I and know. misinformation is frustrating, but I don't think it should be censored either. No, like, that's why okay. Like if YouTube's taken down videos for coronavirus misinformation, here's what I think. If you drink bleach, that's your fault. YouTube had <laughs> nothing to do with that. Like, we shouldn't be taking. Well, that wasn't YouTube. That was President but Trump. They, that was like the exaggerated version. Was oh, like, I see all over because yeah. that that was the point. They're like, well, that's why it's dangerous. Is because this type of things could harm people or whatever people te- like people. Well, to me, the, it was
1: like they took all the. The conspiracy theory people off, you know, they all got deplatformed and yeah. all that. But some of that is just because YouTube has realized that they can make money other ways; they don't need them anymore, yeah. and so they're, they're they're like,
0: "We don't want you on our lawn. Get off our lawn." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. But it, yeah, I think that's a slip. I think censorship of content is a very slippery. Slope. Oh, it's
1: burning! It's book burning for sure.
0: It is absolutely book burning, and people don't realize how dangerous it is because there's this one article that was pushing the narrative that it would create a safer internet, but if you you can't give a mouse a cookie, you know? They're gonna want some milk. They're gonna want some milk. That (laughs) damn mouse is gonna keep coming back. So, um, but yeah, I agree. Because you know, in other countries you can get, people in China got arrested for disagreeing with their government in private chats. And that's just what we know about. Right, Like
1: imagine what we don't know about. CCP, we'll talk about them another time. That is. (laughs) <laughs> to me, the most dangerous thing on earth is the CCP. Uh, yeah. I love Chinese people, but I do not like their their communist government. And so um, we're getting towards the end here, it's- and we have to do our why'd you tweet that?
0: Oh yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to why'd you tweet that? And so oh, um, wait, I, pull up mine. I have I have it's 5
1: a.m. I'm drinking wine eating string cheese, and watching the 2011 NBA Finals. I love this for
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I tweeted that if it wasn't obvious enough already. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, I was just so content. I was just genuinely so happy like to be drinking rosé and eating string cheese, I, given I couldn't sleep and it was literally 5 in the morning. I was like, what do I do now? Do I take a bath? Do I?" Let's
1: talk about rosé. Just go rosé. ahead and tell everyone how much you love it and how it's organic. and.
0: Oh, yeah. The best one ever is what's it, Stella or Stellar? Stellar. Stellar Organics loves it. Rose. She loves it. There's no sulfites added because sulfites sometimes give me headaches, especially from Rose. Like even just one glass will give me a terrible headache. So it's that Whole food. It's so we're just expensive. free advertising for Stellar. Stellar, <laughs> Stella, send me a box. Yeah, send if you're listening, send us a box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please, we bought. We literally bought all we'll the ones that are. Our- when you post, us tag Stellar, <laughs> Stellar yeah, Organic yeah. Wines. I'll tag them in everything. Be like, hey, do y'all like astrology? We like rosé. Do y'all
2: like the NBA? Yeah,
0: <laughs> y'all. She likes rosé, and I like rose-colored glasses. <laughs> we have a theme. Um, but Mini. no, I, I, I tweeted that because I wanted everyone to know what what really I, your I was, zone is. Was, this is your zone. Is, I was having a great time, and I wanted to share it with the world. <laughs> Because it was just a bunch of random things that all led up to that moment. And
1: the whole 5 o'clock in the morning thing, that's an unusual time for you to be drinking wine, isn't it? I thought it was weirder to be eating
0: string cheese at 5 a.m.
2: <laughs> I think that's pretty normal. Really? Know. It's not really a breakfast food, I guess.
0: That's, I know. And I'm like, I can't. In my mind, it's not the morning until I go to sleep, you right. know? Same so here. I'm like, yeah, it's more I like understand. a midnight snack. Yes! than Even though it's fine. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, I don't care if the birds are chirping. It's still like my night time. Got it. Got it. So That's good. We should have ended with this. You shouldn't talk about mine. (laughs) About your
1: tweet? Yeah, it might be serious or something. Most of your tweets are serious. Okay, I I need to fix that.
0: (laughs) I retweet you, though. (laughs) You do. (laughs) My mom is my biggest fan. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. Um, Where did it go? I think I took a screenshot. Um, Oh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, At Carmen Studer, you said... Could fame be a lethal weapon, question mark? Humans giving glory to another human, is it lethal for the person that's giving it and the person that's receiving it? I wonder, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of many humans, but when they become someone you want an autograph of, question mark? I love that. Thank you. Because I agree, because I think that part about, I think it is weird. Like I think it's normal to be a fan of someone and to respect their journey and to want to know more about them and to watch interviews and to study their mindset. But I think like, When people get like creepy and the fact that you can like sell someone's used tissues on eBay if they're really famous, that's weird. I could have gone without knowing that. (laughs) Did you not know that? People sell like people's things, you know? Wow. Wow. That's gross.
2: I saw Denise Richards throw a cup away at Love Field. Should I have grabbed that out of the trash? (laughs) Make a couple bucks. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Not recommended. But so here's the thing about um, all idols. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's it's a false idol, regardless of what it is. I, I'm not even a big believer of role models. You know, I don't want anyone to say I'm a role model. I don't want... I want everyone to look to God as the role model because look at how Tiger Woods was like. Oh, every adult was like, you know, you should be like Tiger. You should be like Tiger. And next thing you know, everyone's like, don't be like Tiger. You know, you know? and um, Michael Vick or any of these guys that have gone down—they're human—and yeah. and I don't want that on me because I'm going to be, you know, human. And so to have um, to have such fame that that people like literally part the waters for you, I don't think is good for them either. I mean, I they agree. might enjoy it, but at some point they're not actually living in some, it's like, what do they want from me? You know, there's this always this question. It's the same with people who have lots of money They're, you know, they really have to vet the people around them. Yeah. And then it's not good on the other end. I, I've literally born, I was born believing this because I remember I went and saw McEnroe and somebody playing tennis and my dad's like you should go ask him for an autograph and I was like what's that have (laughs) him sign have him sign something and I'm like I don't want his signature and I'm like (laughs) Like, your handwriting why do I want that like I I was so sincere and there was all these kids lining up and um and I really I really didn't want one I didn't understand why I would want the signature and then I remember talking to my dad later and he's like well there's just proof that you saw him and I'm like Why would somebody not believe me? (laughs) You're you're gonna be like, so you know it. I mean, you know, and
0: and I'm like, well, I guess it just isn't that important to me, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's weird when you see like someone extremely famous because there's such different levels of fame. No, for sure. You can be have millions and millions of dollars and be working all the time, but you know, barely that many people know you. But I love our our level of fame. Our level, yeah. (laughs) Love my level of fame in the local community. (laughs) Um, You're more famous than me on all platforms. Um, Which is disappointing because I'm like, you know, supposed to be young and hip anyways. um, But yeah, that's like the when you see videos of people like, trying to grab at famous people, like mobs. That's what freaks me out. That's weird. Or like
1: this one, I remember reading that this woman licked Troy Aikman's (laughs) face
0: in a Uh. restaurant. (laughs) Like what the
1: hell? I would, if I was him, I would have called
0: the police for sure. That is horrifying to me. Imagine being like, oh, I saw Troy Aikman. And someone's like, did you get his autograph? Like no, No. I licked his face. (laughs) Just went for it. Like that's, I I mean, It it really, it's. Did you see the
1: Pope slap that girl that grabbed him? Oh my gosh, no! Oh my god! So the Pope, and this happened, I think, right before COVID. He was out, and he was like, he was kind of like coming close to where all the people were, and he was leaving, and this woman grabs his hand, (sighs) and then he goes to pull his hand, and she pulls it, and he kind of jerks towards her just a little bit, and and (laughs) he goes, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, he's not woke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he might be the pope but he is not woke i would not have <laughs> that doesn't her. surprise me I, it was horrifying though i mean and i think you know in it's her, your initial she, reaction she was just yeah. caught up in the moment and then she also was saying i was desperate because i'm she's like in charge of some orphanage or i i forgot the story some backstory that's noble um and she was just wanting him to hear how her people were being treated or Something like that. I mean, the and that's an example of how dangerous it is. That woman actually believed that that pope could help her to the point where she's you know willing to do something that she could drastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she's. You I get mean, shot doing that. Turn it over to God. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna deliver way more than the pope could.
2: <laughs> I should clarify. I only meant I wasn't surprised because my parents went to Catholic school growing up, so I heard about hands getting smacked oh, all yes. the time. That's you know, that's, that's what I was
0: perfect. gonna say. Yeah. I'm like that nun's gonna come out there with a ruler and just they were brutal, man it's crazy so anyway
1: that was that got me off on a tangent but that's (laughs) that's where I was with fame I I I have never wanted to be famous but I've always thought it would be fun to have the perks of being famous you know it would be fun
0: yeah it would be nice well we uh we started with Stockholm Syndrome and we ended with the Pope so
1: (laughs) we've come a long way we covered the whole
0: globe All right. well thanks for listening guys um See you see soon. See you soon. Toodles.